0: Good evening and welcome to Direct Impact Broadcasting, the station of growth and transformation. Affiliate of Creative Broadcasting presents Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson, with your host, Taiwana Wilson, as she welcomes her guest to the studio.
1: Welcome to Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson. I am your host, Taiwanna Wilson. A little bit about myself. I am your award-winning leadership maven, medical laboratory sciences by background, best-selling author, owner and chief leadership consultant with Trendy Elite Coaching and Consulting Services, executive director with the John Maxwell team, Maxwell Disc Certified Consultant, and co-owner of Direct Impact Broadcasting Radio Network. Before we bring on my special guest, I want to share a few announcements I am booking guests for this podcast uh, through the remainder of 2020. You can go to www.podcast.coachtwilson to submit your interest if you would like to be a guest on this show. I'm also booking for additional radio shows on the Direct Impact Broadcasting Radio Network. So if you have a, a radio show ideal or podcast ideal, please reach out and let me know at Taiwan, T Y W A U N A at Trendy Elite, T R E N D. Y E L I T E L L C dot com. All of my leadership and strength assessments are now on sale, you can go to TrendyEliteLLC.com. You can also catch my latest book, Leadership Tidbits, at TrendyEliteLLC.com as well. Thank you to my media mentor, Ms. Ashley Little, of Talk Radio and TV Network, LLC. Today's special guest, Ms. Letitia Douglas-Geek. Glenn. Letitia Douglas Glenn supervises a program for provider oversight with the state of Ohio for the last eight years, where she reviews, monitors, and evaluates program areas within the super agency with the goals of regulatory compliance and continuous quality improvement. In this capacity, she refined her skills for quality improvement and data analysis. Prior to her employment with the government, Letitia most recently served in the capacity of compliance auditor with a community action agency for five years, where she was responsible for overseeing fiscal audits for over 20 programs, including budgets, compensation, and human resources to ensure compliance and current policy and procedures, risk mitigation assessments, as well as corrective plans. Letitia believes strongly in the value of volunteering. She has dedicated time with the Cincinnati Public Schools, Cincinnati Model Investment Club, Healthcare Financial Management Association, God Did It Nonprofit, the Lutheran Social Services Choice Program, and working with single mothers in areas such as how to stretch a dollar to coaching through their professional careers. Letitia recently started a new business where she enjoys teaching families how to protect their assets. She enjoys working with individuals and families to educate and inspire them to live their best lives by being financially independent. She is licensed in life insurance and studying for her Series 6 license. Leticia's career experiences provide a diverse background from, a various, from various compliance to stakeholders, investment group, which this allows her to adapt to new situations nimbly and view her efforts from various lenses. Leticia would like to open her own nonprofit teaching individuals how to proactively improve their financial health and believes that with the various knowledge and servant leadership attitude to serve and inspire others every day will allow her to be successful. In addition, Letitia is a member of the Cincinnati Queen City Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Letitia holds a bachelor's degree in criminal justice and a master's degree in business administration. Letitia is married to Michael Glenn Jr. and has five children and a grandson between them. Good evening, good evening, Letitia. How are you doing?
2: Wonderful. Good evening, Taiwana. Thank you so much for inviting me to your show this evening. It is, it is such a great opportunity, so thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: I am so excited to have you on the show. I know you have a lot, a wealth of information to provide for our listeners, and I'm just excited to, to have you on the show, and let's go ahead and jump right in so the listeners can get to know you as well. So, Letitia, can you tell the listeners a little bit about your leadership journey and how did you get to where you are
2: today? Okay. So I am the oldest. Um, I am the oldest. I have one sister. When I was growing up, I was taught to be my sister's keeper. So instantly I learned what that meant. I didn't know at that time so much that it meant leadership, but my parents told me that I had to protect my sister, love her, pray for her, and carry her burdens. And when I tell you my sister was always doing something, I instantly learned how to pray so that we both wouldn't get a spank in and carry her burdens. Because if I told on her, then I was telling on myself. And as I grew up, and went on to middle school, I started um, entering spelling bee challenges. And being part of spelling bee challenges put me in different circles. So my leadership started growing there. And as I went on to um, high school, I became a um, trendsetter. And I remember getting my first job when I was 14, and I wasn't old enough to even have that job. But when the manager had found out that I was only 14 years old, she allowed me to stay because she said that I was such a hard worker at that time. And the reason why I had even got gotten a job because I always had both parents and they both um did very well is because I wanted to wear different things and be exposed to different people. So that allowed me to um I'm sorry, that allowed me to um be a trendsetter, um setter and that was kind of pivotal in my high school years, because I remember being nominated as the best dress. And so when the principal had announced the nominations, he was saying, well, she's not she's not a senior. And in order to be nominated at that time, you had to be a senior. And I was only in the 10th grade. And I had people watching me and following me. And I was only in the um, 10th grade. So I went on and had various, after I went and obtained my education, I went on and had various jobs, and I, I went back to school because I had wanted to. Um, I had wanted to learn about law, so I started taking some law classes. And I realized, as, as a leader, that that did not fit my purpose. So, as a leader, I realized that I needed to lean in and lean out quickly. So, I went to work and ended up where in compliance. What I'm doing today, I am I do provider oversight for the state of Ohio. I am responsible for supervising healthcare um, people in the healthcare industry. So, um, people that own their own healthcare agencies, transportation agencies, adult daycare centers, I write policies. So I'm responsible for meeting with those business owners, showing them um, how to. I'm sorry, showing them how to implement the rules and regulations that has been set by us and make sure that the process goes smoothly. So I enjoy um, meeting new business owners and talking to them about their processes.
1: Wow, that's very, that's good. I'm happy that you mentioned, you know, being a trendsetter and team player because, Today's leaders and our next generation of leaders, that is a the thing. They want to be trendsetters, and that's important when you notice that in, in high school. You are already making a difference in mm-hmm. high school being a sophomore and being able to be, get recognized. And so it sounds like early on you learned a lot of valuable skills of kind of standing out amongst the crowd, being different, being a team player, and all of those good things. Early on you developed those leadership skills that really help you in your compliance work and your work with the government. Absolutely. So, Letitia, what strengths and experience do you feel are important and needed in the corporate compliance space as well as in that small business space because I know you have recently started a business uh, and working in compliance and corporate culture is a little bit different than working in small business and and the skills and qualities that you need might be different. So what are some of those you feel have been beneficial for you?
2: One thing that has been very beneficial is being authentic authenticity, I don't care what business you're in. I know sometimes companies, bigger companies, they always look at numbers instead of quality, but authenticity has been a very um important role in my life because it has it has taught me to know who I am and know what my personal strengths and my vulnerabilities are and how to be aware of my shortcomings shortcomings and how to compensate for them. Being aware of myself has allowed me to be able to build rapport among my um, colleagues, among my customers, um, different management. management. It improves my quality of communication and I'm able to engage in the workforce and in the type of role that I play. Sometimes the the conversations that I'm in are not comfortable especially when you're telling business owners about how to improve their processes when they've had that business for some time. So just being authentic with those business owners and people that I I come in contact with, that is just, um, has absolutely been the best skill set to have. Um, Authenticity, um, collaboration, it's important to be able to collaborate with people and, Um, When you're able to collaborate and communicate with people, then you're able to come up with um, more processes, and it's able to be a win-win for everyone. And another thing for me is just preparation, just being prepared no matter what. I know my husband, he always has this saying, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. So um, I'm constantly preparing myself. I'm up very early. Um, not only am I up early, but I'm reciting my affirmations, reminding me who I am and how my day is, how my day is going to go. So those are some of the things that I would tell. Um, those are some of the things that I would tell um, people. Awesome.
1: Those are good. Authenticity. And I find that leaders say that a lot because depending on what you are doing, you have to make those hard calls and you have to know who you are far Mm -hmm. before you need to make a decision. So a lot of key leaders are saying that. So listeners, as you are listening to Letitia uh, explaining some of the things that have worked for her to be successful, teamwork, collaboration, saying those positive affirmations, really being true to who you are. You have to be true to who you are and know who you are before you can begin to add value uh, to other people. Letitia, can you share with the listener audience a little bit about the work you do in your business and why it is important for today's leaders to have at the foref- have it at the forefront of their to-do list? I know myself as a, as a busy mom and wife, you know, I have... Career and I have family at the cent- at the center of what I do, but some of the things that you talk about in your business can sometimes get to the back burner, and I, I like what you do and you make sure that uh, that people are aware uh, of it. so can you just talk a little bit about about what you do?
2: Well, um, like I mentioned before, I get up early now before I even started this business, I didn't understand um, the aspect of getting up early. I read about it with other leaders because I'm always reading personal development books and how to be better at um, things that I do because I, I believe that you, if you're not growing, you're not living. So for me, organization and preparation is the key. You have to be able to be organized, whether it's, putting, whether it's putting a task together. I do task lists, and that task list allows me to manage my day. So it's important, once again, to have the organization and the preparation so that you know what you need to do throughout the day. I can't I can't say it enough, getting up early because I, I I need I am one of them people that have to get up early to be able to prepare for my day. And I didn't even realize that until I started owning a business and um, and was faced with some um, advers- I was faced with um, adversity, so um, that would be the key for me, organization and preparation.
1: Awesome, and so you all have a tagline of uh, making sure that people are, uh, and I don't want to mess it up, because I'm, I'm notorious for for getting somebody's tagline and, and mess it up, but it, it just is a very valid point, uh, especially uh, today with so much going on, how we need to be uh, fiscally responsible for our families, and thinking about, you know, because one day, we're not going to be here. I mean, as Mm -hmm. we just, you know, saw on the news, you know, with Kobe Bryant and his daughter and all of those families, you know, such a horrific thing that happened. And so sometimes we don't think about, you know, life after we're not here anymore for our families and those uh, left behind. You know, that was tragic, and my prayers and, and love go out to all of those families and that were involved and affected. Uh, but you all talk about, you know, having that financial dignity. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that with the listeners?
2: Yes. So in financial services, When I meet with families, I inform them of their financial decisions, and it's important for me to be able to provide the knowledge and implement solutions because people that I um, often meet, they don't, They are ready for retirement, and retirement doesn't always begin with the age. It's all about how much money you have to be able to retire with dignity. You can be any age and retire. You just need to be able to have enough money. So when I sit down with families, it's important to know what your financial independent number is. How much money do you need to be able to uh, retire? How much money, how do you calculate Um, how much life insurance you need in the event that your spouse is no longer here. A person may have coverage at work, but people need to be able to be the owner of their policy. At work, you're not the owner of your policy. You just know that you have life insurance through your employer, but you don't know, and you may know how much it is, but you're not the owner. You don't have access to it in the event that something happens. If you own your own policy, you know how to properly, if you sit down with someone, you know how to properly calculate how much you need in the event that someone is no longer here. You know how much to properly protect your assets for. You know how to sit down and figure out what the financial future needs to look. So I'm having these conversations constantly with people because I, I want to be able to educate them. In the event I want to be able to just to educate people, period, of how to retire with dignity, what that financial number needs to look like. Just because you're 20 doesn't doesn't mean that your life can will end 40 years from now. Because I I have been given. I have had, unfortunately, over the last uh, 60 days, give out two policies, and those young men—they weren't even um, 30 years old. I had to um, pay out, so it's important for you to know.
1: Yes, I'm. I'm so happy that you shared that with the listeners mm-hmm. because. Again, we kind of think about, you know, we're, we think about retirement and we think about, you know, maintaining and living for today. And, and sometimes, as, especially as leaders, leaders of our household, leaders in our jobs, we're working more uh, and we're putting more stress on ourselves. And mm-hmm. we truly don't know uh, when the, we truly don't know, you know, when our chapter is going to close. And so being able to retire with dignity and being able to have a resource for our family, you know, is the best gift that we really could give uh, somebody.
2: Yes, and I just want to say I do compile a financial plan that shows families where they are and what they need to do to get ready. So I do offer their service as well.
1: That is awesome, because we need that we're spending more and not being as accountable uh as we need it, and sometimes we really don't know where we need to be uh you know going forward, so that's awesome work that you all are that you are doing, and I know your passion and commitment uh to being able to educate families and and making sure that they're prepared. So yeah. that was a blessing for those, uh, the families of those uh, 30-year-old young people that they did have a policy
2: in place. Yes. And I remember when I met with him, um, with one of the young men, he was telling me when I met him, I actually met him at the grocery store, and he was telling me, I asked him, may I asked him a question, and when, when I asked him the question, I was just asking him um was he interested in um, opportunity and I was actually asking opportunity with me, business opportunity and he was like well what is it and I I invited him in my office and we talked and he was like well I don't have no life insurance and I don't need it I'm I'm too young and I said everyone needs life insurance. We don't know when um, we may go home. We, We don't know and so after about 35 minutes or so he said okay I'll do a policy and his mother like I said, it wasn't even sixty days, she called me and told me. And when I and when we write policies, you have conditional coverage. And after a period of time then the insurance company will approve you. I mean if you're approvable without any risk or illnesses, um, depending on what they are, then you will be approved. And he was approved but unfortunately, um, I had to um go see his mother and issue the policy. Wow. To her. Yeah.
1: Wow. And just think, if just mm-hmm. that chance encounter of you running into him at the grocery store, I mean, that's just, I mean, that's a blessing that you were placed on his path and he actually, you know, listen, we're in a time where, you know, you, it's nothing to see a go- GoFundMe and, and there's nothing wrong with GoFundMe. That stuff happens and people need resources. Uh, but, you know, we should have our, our policies, and we should have our, our business in order uh, as Absolutely. well. So wow. So Letitia, it's important for our next generation of leaders to not only hear about our successes, but also to hear about some of our hardships that we have account- encounter along the journey. Can you share with the listeners a few of your learn- of your lessons and what you learned from them?
2: Great question. Um, One of the things that I learned was starting being in business for myself. When I first started um, in financial services, it was a very difficult journey because I had never been in sales before. And um, not having that background was was where I quit daily. I remember Every day I wanted to give up because I was not used to the objections of people telling me no or they didn't need it. So I started reading um, more. That's what um, forced me to read and um, do more personal development and read more classes and do webinars. And by doing that, it allowed me to... um, it allowed me to face my fears, and as my mother always says, never. She has this saying, never stand still in the exchange uh, zone. And what she meant by that, she used to always. She always says, God is faithful to grow us at any level where we need to go, and when we accept, God will um, show up in our lives and do um, unimaginable things. So for me, um, starting that business was a very difficult journey for. I mean, starting my business has been a difficult journey because of the objections, and I would just have to say for people um, to never never stand still in the exchange zone, even, even if it doesn't look right or even though even when it looks difficult, embrace it and keep going. That's what I would have to say. Embrace it. Thank keep yeah,
1: going. Absolutely. It is, you know, it is difficult, you know, when you go from, you know, working in a corporate environment to working, you know, in a service-based environment where you mm-hmm. do have to ask uh, for, you know, sales or you have to ask for the deals. So, you know, leaders out there, it's important to know that you, you're going to hear no. You know, you're going to hear people, in, in Letitia's case, you know, that did not want the policy, but she had to, you know, keep going through, keep going forward. I'm sure that, you know, for every one policy that she writes, you know, there's probably five to ten no's that she doesn't get, you know, opportunities.
2: So I would say about 20. So My 20 no's usually get me one yes. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, which is important to know because I know sometimes it gets frustrating it gets frustrating mm-hmm. and it's easy to get discouraged so listeners out there know that you know when you're on that road to going appeal, it's not going to be easy you're going to hear no you're going to get a letter that says you know no we're not interested in you or no you're not a good fit or no I don't want to do business with you but you have to keep going because for every that you get and you may get twenty of them, but you are going to get a yes at some point as long as you keep enduring and keep moving forward. So that is great information that you share. Letitia. So what role has mentoring played on the progression of your career?
2: Oh my goodness. It has actually got let me let me start. Let's see here. So I started taking classes that you offered. I remember you had offered a few classes online, and I participated in that. And that was like an eye-opener for me because I remember when we were talking about just leaders, and I was saying, well, I lead at work, but it's different. And you were like, if you lead in the community, if you lead in in your household, um, you're a leader and that was that was part of mentoring um for me um, I have taken leadership classes i have um I have a mentor now because I needed a mentor at that time because I needed to be able to build my confidence in my leadership role at work because I'm faced with adversity, and I work with a lot of um people that don't look like me sometimes so When I'm going into their business trying to tell them about their, how to run their business, we have problems sometimes. And um, I understood that I needed a mentor to help me in some of my areas with even my self-worth and build my confidence just to let me know know that I could do exceedingly and abundantly all I could ask for, you know. So um, I had a mentor who became actually a good friend of mine. Gail Manley, and she's started a business, uh, Manley Group Leadership Consulting. Um, she recently started, and that realized, she taught me um, in, my, in our mentoring, mentoring sessions that I deserve a seat at the table. And that really transformed my life because you, sometimes you have that self-talk, that self-doubt that you tell yourself, and you have to remind yourself that no matter what, you deserve a seat at the table. So, it has helped me um personally and professionally, and I lead over um over thirty people in my role, so mentors are very important,
1: absolutely. And I agree. You need mentors in both your personal and professional life. They do help mm-hmm. you get better. They see things in you that you may not see uh, in yourself. So that's awesome that you had a mentor that was able mm-hmm. to help you see that you deserve to be at the table. I mean, you have the skills, You and you've always had the skills, but it's you. sometimes you need somebody to help pull that out of you and maybe mm-hmm. uh Phrase it to you in a different way uh, that you can understand and and see. You know what? You're right. I do deserve to be at the table, or I do have a large scope, or whatever the case may be. So Mm -hmm. that's awesome that you were able to to find somebody to connect with uh, and grow with. And speaking of growth, growth is intentional. What are some of the things that you do for your own personal growth? Because I know you have a team of people and. You know, sometimes you're pouring into them, but what do you do for yourself, for your own personal and professional growth to keep your cup full?
2: One of the things um, I learned, that people that move here from our country, they usually know five different languages already. So when they move to our country, not from our country, but when they move into our country from different countries, they already know five different languages. So for me, I am teaching myself myself. Spanish. I have an app on my phone where I'm constantly learning new words because I understand the importance of learning how to speak a different language. I, I am building a team in my business, um, actually a Hispanic um, group, so it's important for me to be able to speak that language. So I have started taking um, classes online. I have an app and i also have friends that that are hispanic because i i wanted to learn how to speak spanish so i um so in order for me to grow i have taken on several things in order to be better at um i've taken personal development classes i also even go over to um what is it called um chamber of commerce they offer classes they offer like two or three classes a month and with this new digital age, I'm constantly trying to figure out different things to put on social media and how to do it correctly, so they they teach classes over there about that and um mm, that it has just added so much value to my life because I feel like if you stop um, learning, then you stop growing, and you have to continue figuring out what to do and so and so that you'll be valuable in this um, in this um, day and age so I know that recently I was just reading about someone where she was saying that she was a bodybuilder and she didn't even be she was older and she didn't even um, she didn't she never had trained to be a bodybuilder builder but the reason why she did was because her best friend had died And she died to cancer, so she just started learning how to bodybuild and take care of her body. And she was like 70 years old, so it's critical. It's critical to always um, learn and keep your cup full instead of half empty.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I love that you are using technology in your favor and, and learning to speak another language and utilizing those resources that you have have online and in your local community Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur and we kind of touched on this a little bit before but you learn to have tough skin because you will hear yes but you will also hear a lot of no's what kind of mindset have you had to develop being an entrepreneur
2: oh wow I tell you it has been a challenge um (laughs) I have I have had to learn how to get up early, and early for me is 4 or 5 o'clock. And I was never a person that got up early because I've always had jobs that allowed me the flexibility. So um, being an entrepreneur, I get up early. I'm constantly reviewing, practicing how my day needs to go. And I have learned to um, – it's a thing – um, my husband, he's in sales, so he always talks about short-term success isn't guaranteed. Long-term gain is having a, a good day requires the next day to start off even better. So I have learned, I have learned to um, to welcome those short-term days, and they they have become valuable valuable in my life because I'm I'm always trying to teach myself how to do something better the next day. It's never the same for me. So if I walked up to somebody one way or if I, if I met them at a different place, then I'm going somewhere totally different to try to meet a group of people or um, prospect, and the conversation is different. So I'm always trying to learn a different way, have a different mindset. And what allows me to be able to do that is just reading because it's important to be able to read and and teach yourself new things. I know um, it's someone that I follow um, often. His name is Tom Hopkins, and he he says um, the number of times I, I succeed is in direct proportion of the number of times I can fail, so keep trying. And so that's what I do every day. It doesn't look the same for me. I'm constantly going out there, talking to people in my business to increase, um, to educate people about financial literacy. It's never the same for me.
1: Awesome, awesome. That's very good information uh, to, to share with the listeners. So what has success in business taught you?
2: Success in business has taught me to, it, it has really taught me how to um, run, run the race. Cause I didn't, I didn't know what that meant at first. And run the race for me has taught me not to stand still, but to go out there and give it my best every day, even when. I don't feel like it, and it has taught me how to be able to embrace the future and not and not really rely on what everybody else thinks of me, but to do it do it the best for me. Whatever the, the success success is defined by me, but not by the world. And that was something that I really had to get past. Being an entrepreneur because you often hear so many, um, you you get so much so much feedback from your friends and family about how they need to do it or they don't think it's your time. So you just have to be able to define your own your own success and embrace it.
1: Absolutely, I absolutely, I definitely agree with that, Letitia, In hindsight. We often look back over our journeys and think, I wish I would have known X. What advice would you give to your 20-year-old self who is matriculating through college and trying to figure it out?
2: Hmm, good question. Hmm. I would have to say in life, I would tell somebody in life we all have purposes. Look for those, look for those moments. And um, And don't let the past be don't let the past go by without you being able, able to reflect. Think about what you've learned. think about how you could have done it differently. But embrace it. Embrace your future. And I guess that's what I would tell my 20-year-old 20, 20 self.
1: I love it. I love it. We all have a purpose. That is so powerful. And our, all of our purposes are different. So I love that. In a time where we are asked to do more, serve more, give more, be the best, and the list goes on and on, one's core values can be compromised in the process of trying to elevate their career and position in the workplace. What advice would you give our listeners who are struggling to balance career and maintain that work-life balance and, be, and stay true to their self at the same time?
2: I recently, and I'm 40-some years old, so maybe some people can get it before then, but I tell you, the most important thing is knowing when to say no. Direct people in different ways of managing your time. Know when to say no so that you won't be exhausted and so that you can do the things for yourself. Because you are no good to anyone else if you cannot take care of yourself. And taking care of yourself is knowing when to say no so that you can be able to carve out time for yourself to be if you struggle in areas of being a speaker then that gives you more time to go to speaking engagements, to do more personal development, um, just working on yourself. But if you're always giving your time to everyone else, you don't have enough time for yourself and your family. So I guess for me, I guess it's knowing when to say no.
1: That's. Amazing advice because it's easy to say yes. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to say no, especially when everything seems to be important, and you, yeah. you know, you may be that resource for people. But mm-hmm. if you keep pouring out of your cup and keep pouring and pouring, eventually it'll get to be an empty cup. Yes, no, absolutely. Learning to say no is huge uh, for both your personal life and your professional life. Mm-hmm. So, Letitia, what's next for you personally or professionally?
2: Well, what's next for me? Since I recently started a business, it's growing my business and being able to provide more financial literacy um, in my community. And also I would like to open up a nonprofit uh, boot camp for children. Um to teach them about financial literacy because I see so many times when kids go off to school and they get these credit cards and they destroy their credit before they even get out there. So I would like to try to reach them before they even get 12 years old. So that's something that um, I'm working on now, writing some for a nonprofit. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's very valuable information. All of that is is valuable and critical uh, for the next generation's uh, key to success. So uh, that that's that's good information. I know you'll you'll be able to do all of those things that you plan on doing.
2: Well, thank you.
1: So what tidbits of wisdom can you leave our listeners with that they could use in their personal or professional life?
2: Mm, Well, one would be, let's see here. The one that my mother gives me all, all the time, never stand still in the exchange zone. And that just means that if you have an idea or if it's something that you want to be able to do, God is faithful and He will perfect that thing in you. So you have to be ready and trust the process. So move without fear and go out there and do it. So I would say don't stand still in exchange zone don't let fear choke you as I would say don't let don't worry about it because <laughs> sometimes it will take the life out of you but keep it moving
1: uh, that's that's awesome information that is mm-hmm. awesome because fear uh, will come to kill steal and destroy dreams uh, out there so that is information that is uh, awesome Uh tidbits that you shared. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we could talk and, and go on and on, but our time tonight is coming to a close. So how can our listeners stay connected with you, Letitia, with you and continue to follow you on your leadership journey and support um, you in your endeavors?
2: My email address is number one at gmail.com, and also you can reach me on Facebook um, I, I usually post every day. I haven't um, lately, but I'll be back on, that, on there doing that shortly. And um, my name on Facebook is Letitia Douglas Glenn. And I look forward to speaking with all of you. And I thank you so much again, Taiwana, for allowing me to be a guest on your show today.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Letitia, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to give me the time really to interview you and and get the information for our listeners that will benefit their lives. So it was definitely an honor and a pleasure to have you as a guest. So many blessings and continued success to you in your business and on your leadership journey.
2: Thank you. Thank you. God bless you.
1: God bless you as well. So thank you, listening audience, for tuning in to tonight's show with my special guest, Letitia douglas Glenn, where she shared with us, it's okay to be a trendsetter. Be a trendsetter and stand out early. Also, you need to be a team player. Be authentic. Being authentic is important in your relationships, uh, to know who you are. It allows you to know your shortcomings and the type of leader, who you are. Collaboration is important and can come up with the process for making you better, making your team better. You don't have to get ready if you stay ready. So staying ready is the key because opportunities come to people who stay ready. Positive affirmations. You need to start your day off right. Get up early. As they always say, the early bird gets the worm. So get up early. If you're not growing, you're not living. And you need to have a system to manage your day. Be able to retire with dignity. So you need to know what your financial independent number is. Never stay in the exchange zone. God is faithful and will do that thing in your life. So go out there, do it. Don't let fear choke you. Learn how to speak a different language. Use technology in your favor and figure out what you want to do uh, in in your life. Utilize those sources online and in your community, the library, the chamber. Teach yourself something uh, to be better. And you need to be able to lean in and lean out. So if you like what you heard tonight and want to listen in to various shows on this podcast, you can subscribe at podcast.coachtwilson.com. And if you are thinking about starting your own podcast radio show, you have a message that you want to get out there. I would love to talk with you. Uh, We are building the Direct Impact Broadcasting Network and would love to have your show on our network. So if this is something that sounds of interest to you, you can send me an email at Taiwana, T-Y-W-A-U-N-A, at com. That's T-R-E-N-D-Y-E-L-I-T-E-L-L-C.com. Please tune in next week to hear from another amazing leader. Until then, have a good evening.
0: Thank you, friends, for tuning in to another episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson, where Taiwana speaks with leaders who share nuggets of wisdom that you can use in your personal and professional life. Follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Coach T. Wilson. Connect on LinkedIn or visit www.coachtwilson.com. And remember, in life, learn as much as you can, appreciate often, and lead fearlessly.